Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey, y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, we have Crystal Roman, a native New Yorker. Crystal Roman attended New York City's American Academy of Dramatic Arts while pursuing her Bachelor of Arts in Marketing and Management at the College of Staten Island. After graduating and frustrated with lack of roles and stereotypes, as an actress, Ms. Roman launched the Black Latina Movement LLC in 2008, providing a place in the media, specifically entertainment, for Afro-Latinas and women who are both African-American and Latina, showing the commonalities and these women, whether an Afro-Latina in Colombia or a young African-American and Latina young girl in Brooklyn, New York City, Ms. Roman is the head writer, producer, and director at BLM with several critically acclaimed shows under her belt. Her catalog consists of the nationally toured stage play, Black Latina, the play, and festival premiere web series, The Colors of Love. Currently, she has written, co-produced, directed, and co-starred in her newest film project, Cecilia the Celibate a romantic comedy about a Black Latina in New York City trying to find love. So I present to you all Crystal Roman. Hello, Crystal. Hi, thank you for having me. You are absolutely welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. I was like, oh, this sounds so good. Bossed up. That's that's what we are. So I was so excited. Exactly, exactly. So let's get into this interview. So, of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. Mm -hmm. What is your definition of purpose? Purpose is what you, when you finally, and there's not an age, there's not a time frame, so there's no rush. But once you know what it is that you want to do with yourself, your career, your life, be it your love life, your personal life, once you have that idea and that you know what exactly it is that you want, that gives you purpose. So if you know the kind of woman that you want to be, the kind of career that you want to have, the kind of relationships that you want to have romantically and even non-romantically, some people find that purpose young where they're, you know, in their teens or their early 20s. And some people don't find that purpose till they're later in life. But for me, it's not about age. It's about maturity. So once you have that purpose, it changes the game for you. You, you, All your interactions and everything you do is completely different. Yes, I agree 100%. And I say on every episode I have, this is to be my, I think my 25th episode. Um, and everyone has a different, <laughs> I know, right? I sit back and I think about it like, oh my gosh, I really did start this podcast in the beginning of January. So yeah, I'm actually on my 25th episode and no matter how it's said, it all boils down to the same thing. You're why. Why are you here on earth? Why are you here to do what you need to do? Who do you need to come in contact with? Because people, places, and things do help develop your purpose. And people need to really kind of be in tune with themselves and realize that these things are the key pieces that are putting your purpose Yes, yes, yes. And it's a lot. Sometimes you you don't know what you want to do, how you want to do it. Sometimes you got to go through a lot of different, you know, roles and, and places to find but yes. it's, what's important is is getting there too. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. The journey is different for mm-hmm. everyone. So, if you had one word that you can use to describe yourself, what would it be and why? One word to describe myself. 
I have to say steadfast because no matter what goes on or what's been thrown my way or what, you know, anything else is going on, I have to say that I've always been pretty good at meaning my focus on what my purpose is. Okay. You know, and that's not easy. That's not easy. That takes time and development and that takes discipline. You have to be disciplined because you could be, you know, a lot of the times I hear entrepreneurs talk about how they watch other people doing other things and they're getting there faster or, you know, their friends around them are not entrepreneurs and they're able to go on vacation and do this and do that. And it affects Mm -hmm. them. So you also have to have that discipline to say that no matter what someone else in my same field is doing, my journey is different or no matter what my friends are doing that are not entrepreneurs, you know, I'll, I'll be able to reap my reward later, but you have to have discipline. And I have to say for me, I've always been steadfast in that. So yeah, that, I, that's definitely a word that describes me. That's awesome. I haven't heard anyone use that word. Yes. Yes. But that's a good yes. one. That's really a good one because you know, you have to understand what your focus right. is. And once you get that focus embedded in your brain and your heart and your spirit, you know that you're on go from there. Yes. Like, this is what I need to do. This is what has to be accomplished. And I must keep my focus until it's complete. Right. Absolutely. So how did you get into what you're doing today? And can you tell our listeners more about the Black Latina movement? So about, I would say maybe 20, I would say 2000 and in the last 2000. So it's about maybe 19 years ago, I went to, you know, an art school. I went to American Academy of Dramatic Arts, um, like you said in the introduction. And I went there to, you know, get more fine tuned in the craft that I wanted to be. And I wanted to be an actor. And so I went there, I studied, I did, you know, and then started doing auditions and had headshots. So I was an actor for about seven years. And then in 2008, I was just getting tired of what was out there because at the time, you know, you're talking about, you know, 12 years ago, 11, 11, 12 years ago, we didn't have shows like Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder and Mary Jane and shows that have amazing representation of Black women and all women of color. We didn't have that. So at that point, everything that was available to me was super stereotypical. It was a hypersexual Latin woman or the angry Black girl. And, you know, you got to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And if that's your main job, you know, it it helps. But And those are real characters. So it's not to kind of take away from those real characters in our community. But I was also just annoyed that that was the only thing that was there. So in 2008, I started to write and, um, and started to create work. And then from there, it just snowballed into a full production company. And so I've been blessed to be doing it for that long and be getting work for that long. And, um, and my purpose took a different turn. So it went from me being an actress to kind of me having to take the back seat and write and produce and direct this, direct this kind of work because it wasn't existing for our people. That lane wasn't there. So, you know, it was just, it was a sacrifice that I had to make because, you know, um, originally, like, I wasn't thinking that far through. I wasn't being that advantageous. So it was like, uh, you know, I just want to act. 
But then my purpose kind of changed and became something completely different because of the fact that now I really was trying to do something for people in a way that wasn't done for me. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it changed, but it's still, it's, it's even more rewarding because I act in some of my shows. So I still get to, you know, fulfill that little bug. But then I also get to help, you know, make, tell stories of, of women that are not getting that story and they get to see themselves and that representation. So it, it definitely was, I won't say a change in purpose. I'll just say it expanded the purpose. That's awesome. And I, that you know, that awesome. I was that I was looking to to have and and um yeah. That is amazing. We all have role models and mentors yes. <clears throat> as a child and even as adults. So who was your role model um, growing up and did it change over the years? I feel like my mom always made sure that, you know, the women that we gravitated to growing up were always like strong women with purpose who knew what they wanted. You know, whenever they had like those guests get dressed up for school days and everybody would like dress up as like Amelia Earhart or like the first woman who did this or did that. She always made sure like I always picked people (laughs) that were really powerful. So I remember there was one year that I dressed up as Oprah. And she, you know, at the time she was like the only black woman that I'd had talk show that was that successful. And, you know, she always wanted to reinforce that. So, you know, as an adult, yeah, it does change. But I I adore Oprah. I think that she's amazing. She's phenomenal. So that didn't really change too much. Um, You know, and then there's other women who are trailblazers that, you know, I adore. I think that what they're doing and men, too, that what they're doing is phenomenal. Like someone like Tyler Perry, he's like one of my idols in the sense of he came from a world where mainstream America doesn't really understand. And they'll call it like the Chitlin Circus circuit. But for him to take that and make it into plays that people come out in droves and now his films are just as successful, like you can hate him or love him, but you have to respect everything that he's done for film and theater and how he can take both and be successful in both worlds so you know people like that um you know I grew up with 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 some that I you know was was um you know taught by my mom to adore and then as I got older that just expanded for me when I see people doing you know right not just in the arts but also to write by their people like they're making changes and making waves so for me it's always it's more than just about just doing your art it's also about your service to others and giving back yes Mm -hmm. it definitely is about giving back because everything that we do trust and believe someone is always watching definitely Someone is always watching. So what do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? And how did you... My biggest challenge, I would say, was not having a blueprint. So there's no, there was no, you know, there there was a lot of mistakes. Like you lost a lot of money. Um, There was a lot of things that happened because when you don't have a blueprint and there's not one for you, how do you create this with no one telling you how to do it? And then obviously I'm the minority, the majority is, is white people. But then on top of that, it's not just white people, it's white men that run the media, they run theater, they run films. So how do you do something that there is no blueprint for? So that was really hard because there were a lot of times that I was discouraged. I didn't really know what I was doing or how to do it. I just had a passion for something. I just posted the earlier today because we have a casting for one of our shows, Black Lives Matter Play, casting for it. And what a change because Mm -hmm. 
in the very beginning, we would have castings and pay so much money to have it, you know, put up in the different theater, you know, websites and magazines and then pay for the studio. And then no one would show up. We would be there for two hours with maybe four people. And that might be too much. And now all these years later, you know, my inbox is like a hundred people who want to come to be part of the casting. It's, it's such a nice feeling when, you know, you've put in that kind of work and you see it working for itself. So that definitely was a challenge, you know, creating a business from nothing from scratch. And there's no other person you can kind of like look at and see their business plan and be like, okay, they did it like this. You literally are starting from nothing. Yep. Yes. It's nothing like starting a business from the muscle because when you're starting from nothing, I feel yeah, a lot of definitely kind of respect you more, I guess. When you go through that journey, because like you said, you don't have a blueprint, you know, you, you, you might have some businesses that you're looking at, like, you know, like how are they doing it? Or, you know, you don't Uh want to do it exactly how they're doing it, but what things did they have or what things would you probably need? Uh And then of course, things to make you different from everyone else. So I I absolutely agree with that. Like not having a blueprint and coming up with Uh your own brand, but that's what makes you different. Very true. Very true. Because at that point, then it's almost as if they have to respect you because they know that you have created this level of success that is now being, is apparent. Like people can see and it's tangible and you did it on your own. Yep. I love it. I love the journey that comes along with it. And of course, it's going to be hard times. It's going to be easy yeah. times. Not super easy, but easier times. It's going to be days where you laugh, you cry. You you know, it's, it's all a part of the journey. But it's something that you can, you know, look back on and say, you know what? Exactly. And it makes you appreciate it. Because then you even pat yourself on the back when you look at what you've been through. And you're like, dang, like, it was that hard. But... It makes you appreciate when you do get to each milestone because you get to see like, okay, it's still hard, but it's not as hard as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. I love it. So, you know, with everything that you're, you know, accomplishing and all these different hurdles in life you're going through, what is your meaning of success? And what would you consider to be your biggest um, success? And it can be personal or I business. would say... My meaning of success is looking at, you know, looking year to year at where, if it's your business, if it's your personal life, your personal career, or let's say it's your, let's say you're on a plan for weight loss, just looking at yourself year to year and making sure that there's some level of progress, whatever and whatever that may mean for you. Because success could be something what's small to you might be big to another person and what's big to another person could be small to someone else. So if you are trying to lose Mm -hmm. pounds and last year, you know, this time last year, and now you're looking back and you lost nine, that's a success. Everything is different. So for me, like business wise, every, every year I look back at what I've done and say, okay, have we done more or have we done bigger projects or have we really pushed forward and done everything, all the goals that we set out to do? So for me, that's how I determine success, not by what other people are doing, but but by what you've done and what you're currently doing. If there's a difference and you see the right. elevation, then you know you're succeeding. Then you know that you, there's, there's success there and you should, you should definitely celebrate that. Yes, definitely. And like we always say all the time, yes. this is not money because money can come and go. So mm-hmm. you have to measure your success another way. So like me, my passion, my love is event planning. 
but I like to create events where I can bring other people together. So outside of your weddings, outside of your, you know, um, mm -hmm. birthday party, things of that sort, because you can see your family and friends all the time. But when you start bringing in people that have no clue who each other is, yes. that's the that's the experience I love to create. What you're so doing, not because they know you. Putting together an event. Yes, exactly. So I love like the outcomes of that. Like if I see that, you know, two people got together and created something else. Oh my gosh, I'm uh -huh. super excited. That's a success. You know what I mean? Like I can take something that I put together and add a success story to it, you know? So that's, that's how I get my success. Yeah. It's definitely not. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Okay. If you, Let's if you, if you waiting for the money to come, that's the worst thing to do because that doesn't measure your success. And even now with social media, like people have right. so much money off of nothing. There's people who have businesses I won't say businesses, but they'll have like a platform and they use social media and they make money. But if social media was to be gone tomorrow, they would have no money. And that's why I would say I don't even want to use the word business because a legitimate business yep. is something that thrives on its own and doesn't need something like social media. Granted, social media is important, but if you have a good eye for something and you're doing your event planning and you're doing all these different things and people are hiring you yeah it would be nice if they found you through social media but it needs to be be able to stand on its own leg without any of that either because people are making tons of money off of social media and it's like well what what is it that you do again you know and and there's nothing wrong with social influencers and any of that but right. <laughs> you also have to take into consideration that there's some people who still have brick and mortar businesses where they've worked it from the ground up yep yep that is so true i tell my clients that all the time you know what if social media mm -hmm. went away how would your business succeed if you're not out here in the the trussels and and out here walking on foot putting flyers places talking to these establishments to build partnerships with these people exactly because exactly. you, you have <laughs> a million followers on social media and like you said be broke not have a dollar in your account and so what's important is to have something that's real like a real business that thrives and people you know there's a purpose behind it there's something that's connected to people and that you know that will keep you going because when you have an emotional connection to something that's when the money comes in not a quick dollar that's anybody can make a quick dollar yeah yeah mm. <laughs> when will they learn Crystal? exactly learn? <laughs> oh my goodness so if you could give your younger self a piece of advice what would Ooh, you tell her and why? um what would i tell her i would tell her to uh, to not, I would tell her to not be afraid because I think when I was younger, as bold as I was, even in creating this business, I think I was like 25 at the time, I still was afraid of a lot of things and I was very hesitant. So if I could have lost a little bit of that hesitation and started sooner, um, not and maybe not age-wise, but just more convicted. I would tell her that, like, be be more strong, be stronger in your conviction. Like, this is what you're doing. Like, you're you're right. I always would question myself as, when I was younger. Like, is this right? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? So I would tell her, be stronger in your convictions. Be more, be more sure. Like, be more convic convicted. Have more conviction because when I was younger, I think that I questioned a lot of the decisions because I was nervous and I was new and I was green, so I wasn't as confident as I am now. So I would definitely tell her like, 
be more, you know, commit, commit to it, be more, um, work with more conviction. Yes, that's absolutely, that's good advice to tell your younger self, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. definitely good. I mean, and even now, some as adults, some people need to be, yes, you know, so true. that same piece of advice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what are some ways you practice self-love and self-care? I think it's important to always take that time for yourself. Like, um, and that's so hard, right? Because everybody has like several hustles. Everybody's doing five different things. I'm a mom. So it's like that also takes away from you. And I think one of the like gifts and curse of women of color is that we want to take care of the village. We're always the the pillar of, you know, our crew, or our group of people. And it's like when, when the rock always needs a rock. So you always yep. need that person that you can cry on and rely on and be there for. So sometimes even in my self-love, like in myself and my in my self-care, I might need that time for myself where it's like, you know what, let me go get a mani and a petty and turn off my phone. Like I don't need to look at social media. I don't need 5,000 text messages or to answer my emails. I just need to be, you know, even a gym membership. Like I have a gym membership and, you know, sometimes you can make the gym, sometimes you can't. But for me, it's just always important to have those things going on so that at least you have that 30 or 45 minutes or an hour of the day where you're just decompressing, de-stressing. If you like the gym, you might not like the gym. And then it's always important to have that one or two people in your life that you can talk to. Because I think a lot of the issues that we have, especially women of color, with all the mental health issues that come from our families and that are genetic and some are, are not, some are just, just how life turns out for us, is that we don't have an outlet. And I think we always are so strong that we never want to say, I need help. So for me, it's always important. Like I can't be, and I've, and I've had the tendency of being super overzealous. I deal with a lot of anxiety that has, you know, my mom, my grandmother have dealt with depression and anxiety and things like that. So for me, it's always important for me to say, I have to stop. I can't be overzealous and, you know, pick up the phone and call that one girlfriend or that, or my sister and say, listen, I need a minute. Like I need to keep it real with myself. Um, right. Those are really important things when you, when you need to pay attention to you, when you need to focus on you and look for those, those signs when you're over yes. yourself or you're just doing too much or, you know, because self-care, like I said, it could be going to get your nails done. It could be going to the gym. It could be shop therapy. There's so much pressure on us as women nowadays and the job and the kids and the family and the this and the that, that it's like, you definitely need time for you and you shouldn't feel guilty about it. Like a lot of moms will be, will feel guilty that they go on vacation and they don't take their kids or they this or that. And it's like, you are a person before you're a woman, before you're a mom, before you're a wife, before you have a career, any of those things, you're a person and you need time for you. So it's always important to recognize that. And I recognize that now as I'm getting older more than before, because when you're young, you think you're invincible. So it's like, I could do this and I could do that. <laughs> now I was like, girl, I need to sit down. Like I'm about to have okay. a mental breakdown. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Like I think we oftentimes are so overzealous that it's like, I could do everything. And it's like, no. And if you don't, it's okay. That's right. That is so true. I, I be thinking I can do it all. I'm mm -hmm. like, let me take this cape off because I am not superwoman. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what what is one resource you use in your personal or business life every day that you cannot live without? 
one resource. I Google everything. <laughs> Google's my go-to for everything. I'm like, I wonder how many, you know, this or that or whatever. Like, I use Google all the time. I mean, sometimes the, the sources on there are not accurate. But, um, yeah, I mean, I use Google. I, I don't think of, of anything else. I mean, we all look have social media all day long. But, right. um, yeah, I use Google. I use Google a lot for, for certain things. Obviously, you got to fact check those re- those references and who wrote it and whatever. But, yeah, I use Google a lot. Yes, I love Google. Google, you can find anything. Yes, it's true. It's true. Once you start typing in it, and what's scary is like sometimes you type it and it finishes the sentence for you. <laughs> so do you have any upcoming events that you can tell our listeners um, about? So we are working on our tour. We usually go away for the fall for like Hispanic Heritage Month, and we usually go to different um schools. So um we are actually like tying up what schools we're going to be at. So they could like just go to our website they can follow us on social media they can see what colleges and universities will be at this fall and then we have our production coming up in spring of 2020 of our show called of mothers and men which is a monologue based show it's nine women going through nine different uh different journeys in life and um and one of them you you've experienced or you know someone who has so we have that we have our tour coming up this fall and then we have um of mothers and men going up in 2020 in new york city that's awesome i'm i'm super excited about that yes i'm gonna something yes come up there and support you so um how can our people find you on social media like your instagram um everything instagram twitter facebook is all black latina movement uh spelled out in full and then the company the website is the same thing www.blacklatinamovement.com and they can find everything, who we are, what we do, what we look like, and then the background on all the different shows. I'm excited. So before we go, can you give all of our listeners one tip in regards to bossing up, not just in business, one but in tip life? to boss up. You have to, as long as it's what you want to do, and you are all right with it, with yourself and God and whatever it else that you, that you, you know, is important to you, then do you do what makes you happy. As long as you're, you're doing right by yourself and you're not hurting anybody else, you got to do you. If you've been wanting to quit that job and you're not because you don't want this person to think of you differently or to disappoint your mama, if you pray on it and it's right for you, it's going to be for you. And I think that that's the important thing is just when it's your time to do what you have to do, you have to do it. You can't be worried about what all these other people are thinking or what this person might say or this or that. You have to really step up to the plate. And that really is what bossing up is about. Yes, I love it. Yes, do you. That is, mm-hmm. that. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You have to do you. Yes. And with that being said, I am just so grateful to have had you on the podcast. Thank you so much. It was a good, there was some great questions. I was thinking like, oh, wow. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And with that being said, I hope everyone, you know, took down some notes because she was definitely dropping some nuggets writing down, you know, how you can contact her on social media. You know, they have a couple of things coming up so you definitely can support her in the Black Latina movement and also just be amazing people, guys. So with that, everyone have an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Mm.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.